Welcome to the Brave Home Service Pro Podcast, where we're all about helping blue-collar business owners like you to unlock your inner business beast. I'm your host, Lee Miller, a seasoned home service and construction industry veteran turned business coach. In this podcast, I'll teach you how to break free from your own limitations, gain the knowledge, tools, and mindset to succeed, and guide you as you trailblaze your way to the top of your industry. My system is simple. Set bold goals and take brave action to achieve them. Together, we'll build your business into its full potential. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and join our Facebook group for more tips and tricks to boost your business using the link in the show notes. Now let's dive into the Brave Home Service Pro podcast. Your journey to business greatness begins right here. Welcome back to the Brave Home Service Pro Podcast, guys. Sorry, it's been a little bit of a while, but it is hunting and fishing season here where I am. So I have been spending quite a bit of time in the field, switching off, disengaging, and going dark. And if you didn't listen to the last episode, which was all about switching off and how it does wonders for your mental health, highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode. But today we're going to be talking about value proposition. And this is one of my most favorite subjects in all things home service business because it is so easy to evaluate your value proposition in the eyes of your client and potentially uh, pick up some of that extra money that is being left on the table uh, when it comes to quoting and providing a higher level of service for your customers. So let's get into it. Now, what is a value proposition? Well, in my eyes, I see value proposition as the differentiators that set your business and your pricing apart from your competitors. And I want to ask a question, which is when was the last time you put yourself in the customer's shoes and evaluated your business objectively through the lens of someone who is considering using your service? This is a quarterly task that I personally set for myself in my own business where I review this every three months and I check to see if I am the best and easiest company to book with. Uh, Does my brand look like I am reliable? Does my brand look like I have systems? Does it basically look like I have my SHIT together? Uh, And the answer is, well, hopefully yes. And I run this through what I call the self-assessment or the CX self-assessment. And I'm gonna give you guys an offer here at the end of today where you can pick up that self-assessment for yourself completely free of charge and run yourself uh, and your business through that self-assessment to see if there is an opportunity for you to either increase your pricing or make small system adjustments in your business. So why would we wanna do that? Well, we wanna be perceived as the most attractive business to use, not just from a pricing standpoint, but from an easy use consistency and guarantee in the eyes of the customer. Now, for me, I'm the type of customer that I want to get the results that I am looking for. I don't wanna be arguing on price. If I feel like you can solve my problem, I will happily pay your price. Um, Not to say that I'm a sucker, but I wanna be using someone who is consistent, someone who is reliable, someone who comes off to me as able to get the problem solved with uh, with just swapping money so that I can get my time back because I do value my time quite a lot, especially uh, valuing time over money. And I would be the ideal customer for a lot of you guys who are listening to this podcast here today. Uh, I'm not gonna give you my address, so don't try and sell me anything. But we wanna make sure that when we're, we're assessing our business, that we're putting our business into that objective lens of a customer and saying, I am the, the easiest, am I the most convenient, am I the best looking business to book with, 
uh, because we want these jobs to be partially sold before we even pick up the phone. Uh, and a good website, good branding, good systems will do that for us. Now, let's look at a quick example of this. So a good example of this would be Starbucks. And I have to say here that personally, I don't think that Starbucks has the best coffee in the world, especially compared to say like a boutique coffee shop. And I don't think the staff at Starbucks are as passionate about the product that say, a uh, coffee shop owner who has really taken the time to get to expert level when it comes to coffee beans and roasting coffee and you know having the best coffee in the market i don't think that the starbucks staff are potentially as invested in the product as say those owners um now don't get me wrong i'm not asking you here to downplay the quality of your product or downplay the quality of the service that you provide but there is a best of both worlds option here we want to have the consistency brand recognition and we want to have the the uh, immediate appeal of looking at our brand and saying those guys look like they're reliable those guys look like they can be consistent but we also want to have the passion for the craft that you guys have and the genuine care for the customers who come to you so it all starts with your branding. So I would do a quick evaluation. In fact, download the guide. I'm going to give you the, the phone number to text later here on this podcast, but download the guide and run yourself through this and you'll see the format that it runs through and it all starts with branding. Now the saying goes, your brand isn't you. It is who your customers think you are. Now we have a lot of kind of self-investment and skin in the game when it comes to our brand. So we try and look at our brand in the best light we possibly can in all situations. But unfortunately, that's not how things work, especially when we're selling to others. We need to put ourselves in other people's shoes and assess our brand uh, that way. What I mean is, is we want to have uh, really good logos and content. So it all starts there, right? Like it starts with some of your uh, some of your assets that you have for your business. Your logos would be one. Uh, have a look at your logo, or, or or what I like to do is actually send any kind of logo or big infrastructure or asset pieces out to people in my network and say, hey, give me your feedback on this. How does it make you feel? How does it make you? think about this brand or how does it make you think about the service that we provide and start there do an evaluation on your logo if you're going to do this and you're going to grow your business in 2024 if you need to to revamp your brand now is the time to do that so that you can walk in in 2024 on jan 1 and say this is who we are this is the brand that we are but your brand should speak to your customer not to you so even if you think it looks good share that with some people in your network share it with people out of your network and just get some feedback get a peer group going where they can give you feedback on what they're looking at and how it makes them feel so your logos and your content that you're posting on social media uh, or the types of content that you're posting you need to get some feedback on that and see how people are assessing that to choose your service if they do choose to move forward with your business the next part of this is going to be your print material. So are we do we have good print material such as business cards, flyers, door hangers, lawn signs? Are they put together properly? Do they look like they convey the right information in the right format that is going to capture the client's attention? Give them an immediate sense that you're a professional in your trade uh, and trustworthy enough to, to either pick up that card or that flyer and, and ring the number that's on there. The next part of this is vehicle wraps. Now, I'm a huge fan of vehicle wraps and a lot of the times 
when I start with a new client is we'll actually sit in and we'll do some business planning and we'll say at what point and at what revenue point can we actually wrap your vehicle? Reason being is because your vehicle is a big billboard for your business. It is a huge rolling billboard that goes everywhere that you or your crews go and there's people seeing it everywhere. So we do try and get our clients to have a plan to wrap their vehicle when they have the chance or the revenue to do so. Um, you're going to see a lot of benefit from this and I actually have a guest coming up here probably in the next few weeks who is a specialist in this. We're going to really break down vehicle wraps and branding from a vehicle perspective and how you can use your, your vehicle wrap to grow your business. But your, your vehicle should be professional. It should be clean. It should have relevant information. It should look like you have really good systems and processes. It should look professional. It should look trustworthy. So having a wrapped vehicle can go miles and miles for your business and how you're growing it uh, and when you pair that up with really clean and good looking uniforms for your people who are operating your vehicles it just makes you look way more professional and that's the kind of business that a lot of premium paying clients want to use so uniforms and vehicle wraps are huge to grow in your business and giving your client the perceived uh, kind of vision that your business is professional Staying in professional and staying in with uniforms, well, you need people to put in those uniforms. And it comes down to hiring the right person. When I say hiring the right person, I mean someone who is happy, who is smiling, who is going to interact with your customer and have a great attitude. That is 100% part of your marketing and your value proposition. If I have a team of super happy people who can work with my client, be pleasant and represent the brand well, well, that's the kind of person that I want to work with. I don't want someone showing up to actually do the work who is going to be grumpy, who's going to be short with me, who is going to have a bit of an attitude problem. I want to work with someone, even if they are representative of the brand that I'm purchasing, to be happy and smiley and have a good attitude. So that's part of your marketing here as well, is making sure that when you're hiring people, that you're looking for people who have really great attitudes. And I am a big fan of the hire for attitude and train for skill method, especially when you have a repeatable product where you can take someone who knows nothing, who has a great attitude and really wants to learn and systematically train that person to complete uh, all of the tasks that they're going to be given when it comes to being on one of the job sites. We'll do another episode on that eventually, but Hiring for attitude, training for skill, you can't go wrong. And when you adopt that method, you don't have to rely on the local bank of, uh, you know, people who are out there looking for work. You can create your own employees with just a blank canvas as long as you've got that great attitude and some good values. So once we've ass assessed that, and that's, that's the first part of this, guys, like your logos and your branding, that should be the first thing that you do is just reassess everything in your business from a, a how does my brand make my customer feel just based on visuals. That's number one. The next part of this comes your infrastructure. So we want to review our infrastructure. So assets such as websites and our booking systems and the tools that we use, our systems and our procedures, training manuals, product knowledge, that kind of thing. We want to be looking at our website first and saying, yep, our website is the cleanest. It looks really good. It is really easy to book with this business in less than, say, three or four clicks and maybe I punch in my, my address. Uh, we want to be able to book with you without having to call anyone, without having to think about it. We want to say, yep, I've made a decision to move forward with this business and learn more. 
I want to book an estimate or an appointment. Now, we don't want to waste time. We don't want to be going to every single estimate where we're showing up to every customer's house. We need to have a qualification call process where we vet the client before we get in the truck. Nine times out of 10, when a new client comes on board with me, I'll ask them, how many estimates do you go to that book with you? And a lot of them will say all of them. And I'll say that's a big, big problem, especially if you don't have a good system for marketing yourself to the right kind of client, because you're just going to get there, go there just to get the no anyway. So we want to have a qualification call process where if a client books in with us within 24 hours, we call that client and we vet them. And it's simple. Yes, no. Are they the right client? And are we going to this estimate or this consultation? If it's a yes, then great. We're going to keep asking qualification calls. The second part of this is no. And if it's a no, we cancel the booking, we move on to the next client because we don't want to go to every single job. Now, a really good way to assess this is if you went to 10 estimates, how many estimates or consult consultations are you actually closing? And if you're closing, say, you know, two consultations out of 10 and you're going to 10 consultations, you have a marketing problem. You don't have a pricing problem. You have a marketing problem with maybe a little sprinkling of not knowing how to sell properly. You can you can totally change that with, uh, with a little bit of training. But we want to make sure that we're marketing to the right client, but we don't want to go to every single estimate because you as the business owner or your sales teams have a responsibility to bring uh, business into the company and we want to make sure that we have our highest chance of closing so having a system where people can book whenever they want to capture that lead and then a qualification process where it's a quick call to that client maybe 10 five to ten questions yes no we move on you're going to start to see that you're getting a lot of your time back to focus on the projects that you already have and also work on getting gaining more of those projects that you do want in the future as well. So don't waste your time going to every single estimate, have a qualification process. Now, when it comes to your online booking, you need to ask yourself, am I the easiest company to book with? Okay, that's a system and a procedure. We live in a world in 2023 going into 2024, where we now have AI at our fingertips. We have so many tools that we can use, a lot of free options where we can uh, make it as easy as possible for that client to book. So we want to be utilizing AI technology, uh, website infrastructure or website quality in every faucet of what we do when it comes to to uh, the client journey from thinking of using us or thinking of the problem that they have, finding a, a supplier that they want to work with, and then will that supplier address our problems and then paycheck for you guys. So your website. Your website needs to look professional. It should be a direct extension of all of the marketing print that you have. So your print material, your logos, your vehicle wraps, your uniforms, everything should stay on brand. Everything should have a brand guideline. Now, if you need a brand guideline, hit me up as well because we actually have Ray who works as part of the Brave team. He is a designer. He does web design. He does uh, flyers. He does print material, logos, all of that stuff. And he does it specifically for home service businesses. You're talking about an award-winning uh, website builder who could totally take what you need from your website and build it into exactly what we're talking about today. So get in touch if you're interested in potentially looking at having a new website or something that links up or redesigning your brand. We'd love to help you out with that. Um, next, so we wanna make sure that your website is clean, professional, direct extension of your print material, uniforms, and your vehicle wraps. 
The next part of this when it comes to infrastructure is actually your systems and procedures that you have in place with your crew and with your vendors and with your process or, or, or with your operations that guarantee success. Now, we want to communicate that in something that the client can visually see and make a decision on within, you know, half a second or one second. We want to have our systems and procedures in place so that we have the right people with the right training in place to, to solve this problem for the customer. We want to have systems for uh, how we order our material, how we get our supplies, things that are going to make sure that it, our business is consistent and reliable all the way through. And how we convey, convey that into, say, a branding perspective is we, we, we show that level of professionalism and the products that we use, if we're showcasing that on our website, we show that in our uniforms and the people, like I said, happy, smiling, uh, clean looking people, like clean and professional looking people in all of our, our print material and our websites. We wanna make sure that everything looks clean and we wanna look at it and again, ask yourself, does this company look like it has its SHIT together? That's a yes, no. It's either yes or a no, and then we need to come up with steps on how to address that. But really making sure that your 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 digital infrastructure is an extension of your brand and then also your systems and procedures when it comes to your people. So the next part of this is service. So the actual service that we provide the client. Now I use an 11 step production process from start to finish. And if I, I know that if we hit every single step and it gets that little check mark next to each step i know that we will guarantee success for this customer and even if we have any problems that do come up we have communication systems in place that actually uh, keep the client appraised of anything that comes up that might delay our time to get finished or might cause a problem on site so that even if we do have a problem we over communicate uh, the solutions that we're coming up up with and and how to actually address that problem so your service having a 10 or 9 or 20 or 25 step production process documenting that your people are trained on to guarantee success for the customer you always want to under promise and over deliver when it comes to the customer experience you always want to say yep that's fine you know my timeline is four weeks even if it's only two weeks you want to be saying hey like you know give us three weeks instead that way when you call the customer up and say hey actually we're going to get finished a week early or hey we're going to be done way sooner or hey we can come way quicker than you think we can you're just setting yourself up for success so always under uh, under promise and over deliver to your client uh, and you'll find that eventually this is just going to become second nature to your business and to you. And, and you're going to be feeling like you're winning a lot more when there's not as much pressure on a deadline uh, or say a product or whatever being finished for your customer. So always under promise and always over deliver. Next part of this is solving the problem for the customer. When it comes to your sales team, a lot of the things that I find with resistance is nobody really takes the time to dis, uh, kind of disarm the client uh, and, and kind of disarm that sales hesitancy. And we do that by listening to the customer and hearing what their main problem is and then coming up with a solution to fix that problem for them and if we can't do that we need to be completely upfront and honest and say well actually i don't think that this is the kind of problem that we can deal with you know i can maybe give you a referral but if we can solve that problem we need to be selling solutions to problems not products okay we sell solutions not products 
So when you're actually working with your client during the estimate phase or the consultation phase is you need to be actively listening and then working to solve that problem for the client. And if you can build rapport with your customer to a point where they trust you, you can, you're telling them you can solve your problem and they can have it done without any major problems coming back, then you're going to get that sale. You're going to get that sale. A lot of clients will feel, uh, you know, if you, if you have like, say a bad experience as a customer yourself, nine times out of 10, it's because somebody told you that they could solve your problem and then they either caused more problems or they couldn't solve that initial problem for you. Um, so we never want to promise that we can solve a problem unless we absolutely can. Now, I did this in my own painting business where I simplified my product down so much that I could yes, no, the projects that we were going to win. We knew that we wanted to stick with residential repaints. We didn't want to try and do new construction. We didn't want to try and do anything overly complicated on the commercial side. We never promised a level five finish because it just wasn't achievable in the timeline that we had set out for projects. Uh, we basically tried to make our product as simple as possible so that we could immediately identify our client and make sure that we solved that problem every time. So that might be something that you may want to do where you look at the products and services that you offer and say, well, you know what? I actually have a problem with this every single time I do this product. Sometimes it's easier just to eliminate and focus on selling the stuff that you're really, really good at. An example of that was with my painting business where every single year I told myself I am never going to do staining projects ever again. I hate staining. It never works out. We're not particularly great at it. And it's got such a variable finish that the customer never knows what it's truly going to look like. And the reason for that is because wood has different grains. And uh, if it's cut at a mill, if say if it's like shingles or whatever, it's, it's, just, it's just a very, very variable outcome uh, when it comes to staining projects. And there are people out there that are way better at it than I was. So I never, uh, you know, I never wanted to take on those projects because we almost always had an issue with it. Uh, and I think it was after two or three years that we said, you know what, we're done. These, product, these projects keep causing problems. I'm just going to simplify my product and stick to what I'm good at. So if you can keep your product simple, repeatable, consistent, and you can do a really good job for your customer, it makes it way easier for you to pick what you want, take the jobs you want, and guarantee success. So making sure that you're solving the problem for the customer uh, is, is absolutely crucial and selling the solution to that problem is next. So the next part of this is actually special touches. Now, this is something that a lot of businesses lack is there are no special touches for the client. And to be honest, this is the part that defines uh, a service. This is the part that people will remember as a customer and want to keep uh, using your service over and over and over again. Um, and you'll know this if you've ever just received the bare minimum. Uh, not that we're expecting anything big or fancy, but have you ever said like, oh, like I really like that restaurant because the bathroom is super clean and they always leave, you know, uh, you know, like a cologne or something like that out for, for the guy in the gents toilets, right? As an example, that was super cool. That was a special touch. Or have you ever went to, to have a service done and you were left, uh, say like a client gift at the end, right? Now, realtors are a great example of this because if you buy a house, you always end up with some sort of like gift basket or voucher to like some local restaurants. These are the special touches that people really remember. And it's actually the, the stuff that people will tell their friends about later. So I would recommend having a special touch for your client. And this can either be at the start, throughout, or at the end of the project. 
uh, I like to give out client gifts at the end. Something simple, whether it was a branded uh, coffee mug that had, say, a plant in it. We did chocolates. We did flowers. Um, on flowers, by the way. Can be a bit annoying to line up flowers for every single client. Uh, and it's also super awkward when you're giving another man a full bouquet of flowers. Just a bit weird. Stick with something that, that goes uh to everybody or can go to anyone um, and something that ideally can be kept in your vehicle and can be handed out at the end of the project. A really good one, for example, would be say coffee beans and a couple of branded mugs, like so a couple of branded cups from your business uh, that you leave for your new client to welcome them into their new neighborhood. Um, chocolates do melt in the summer, FYI, but you get the point here, like a little client gift is just an extra special little touch at the end. Um, and we want to make sure that we're leaving some bonuses or benefits uh, to your client afterwards. Another part of this could be aftercare as well. Like how do we look after that client even after we finish the project? That could be something like providing, say, a warranty for your work. I always did a two-year warranty for any of the work that we did. Uh, some people like to see a warranty included in the service. Uh, and that can be as simple. I mean, the amount of warranty calls I did was maybe once a year where, say, like, you know, parts of the paint on the exterior maybe chipping off or something like that and then we just go back and fix it as part of the deal but having some special touches for your client can go a long way with how that customer becomes a cheerleader or an ambassador for your brand with their friends and their family and their colleagues you want that person talking about how great it was to use you and then that little client gift is just the icing on the cake the next part uh, or, or the next thing I would do is also include some uh, some coupons or some discount flyers for that client to hand off to friends and family so that they can share your business afterwards. You're just going an extra step and ensuring that you're getting one client from every client. And if you can do all of these things, I'm going to wrap this up here because we are getting to 25, 30 minutes here. Um, but if you can address your bottlenecks in your customer experience you can totally revamp your charge rates. If you are the most consistent, reliable, best looking professional business, you can charge premium rates for your business. And that is what a lot of guys seem to think that you know they can't charge anymore for their service because the market is just you know what it is in their area. Um, but we're not talking about changing the product here. We're talking about changing the experience. And when we give uh, a premium experience, we can give premium pricing. So I challenge everyone here, try and find a way that you can charge an extra 10 to $20 an hour for the work that you're doing just by increasing your value proposition. Again, you can text 604-999-9359 with the letters CX, CX, customer experience CX. If you text CX to that number, uh, I will send you a copy of our value proposition self-assessment where you can try and identify the bottlenecks in your customer experience uh, system and the customer journey and revamp it so that you can become more profitable and charge more for your service. So I highly recommend you do that, guys, because it's a free resource. Uh, quick scan, you might be able to make some really cool changes for 2024 to actually grow your business. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave a like, subscribe, or a comment. Share this podcast with a friend who is in the home service or trades world. We would love to have a conversation uh, with some more guys in the industry and girls in the industry, of course. 
to help you guys actually level up your business. Let us know what's working for you, what's not working for you. Let us know what some of your bottlenecks are. Uh, and if you've not joined our Facebook group yet, you can find that as well, where we give away a lot of free content. You can actually interact with other people who are in the Brave Academy system. Um, jump in there. It is called the Brave Home Service Pro Facebook group. And there is also a link in our uh, bio. So check out the show notes. Leave a comment, leave a like, subscribe to the podcast. We'd love to keep you guys updated every time we put one out. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Hey, me again. Just wanted to jump back on and say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. And I just wanted to take a quick sec to say If you've never considered business coaching for you and your business, now is the time to question whether you're ready to move your business into the next level with the help of a business coach. And I wanted to share a recent review that I got from one of my clients who owns a painting company in Ontario, Canada. And he said, Lee is truly a master at what he does. Lee and I relate as he owned a painting business and I currently do now also. Prior to doing the bootcamp with Lee, I was missing so many key details in my business and Lee took the time during our sessions and even after sessions to answer all of my questions and constantly give me so many amazing tips and tricks of the trade. Now it's safe to say, even with just a short period of time, Lee has helped me secure my ideal clients and close jobs that I never thought I could. Not only that, since doing the bootcamp with Lee, my profit margins have increased 30% and I give all thanks to Lee. I highly recommend even just jumping on a call as you will gain so much knowledge you can think of just in one session. Now that was just one client. If you go onto our Google listing, you'll see there's a bunch of clients who have said similar great things about working with a business coach. 30% increase in his profitability and his revenue, which is insane. We can definitely do that for you as well through the simple tools that we have on board with Brave and part of either our bootcamp or our one-on-one goal package. We would love to chat through it and see if that's something that could help your business. Now, we do offer a free complimentary one-to-one session just to show you what coaching is about, where I personally try and tackle your biggest issue in your business with you in just the first session. I will help you solve a major problem in your business for free just for the chance to chat with you and get to know your business a little bit more. If you're interested in that, that, then definitely check out our website. It's www.wethebrave.ca. And if you check that out and you want to book a time with me, you can do that direct on the website. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means the world to me. And hopefully I'll see you on a one-to-one sometime soon. Thank you so much.